It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. We're back with another Decal Download. I'm Reg Griffin, Chief Communications Officer here at the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning with Commissioner Amy Jacobs. Well, this year is the 20th anniversary of the DECAL Scholars Program that provides financial and educational support to our early care and education workforce. The program is known for providing scholarships to assist with educational expenses, awards when you earn an ECE credential or degree, and incentives which provide a salary boost when you earn your entry-level credential or higher education degree. And Commissioner, as part of the 20th anniversary celebration, DECAL will recognize two Scholars of the Year, one from a four-year college and one from a technical college. Well, I understand that's the plan. Um, We are very excited to continue to do anything we can to uh, recognize uh, individuals in the ECE workforce that are continuing their education and obtaining more credentials or degrees. And so I'm excited uh, to get to talk about this new a recognition program today. Yeah, this is exciting. Joining us to talk about Decal Scholars and the 20th anniversary, hard to believe, is Brandy Swain from Care Solutions. Barb McQuethy is our Workforce Support Manager at Decal. And Carrie Ashby is Executive Director of the Georgia Foundation for Early Care and Learning. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for Thank having you. us. So, Brandy, let's start by talking a little bit about DECAL scholars. If you're looking at a career in early childhood education, this is something you need to know about, right? It absolutely is, because what we do know is that research shows that having those credentials and degrees in early child education and those teachers, those ECE professionals that are working um, directly and those indirectly in those classrooms can be so impactful for the continuity of care of the children. And it sets the precedence for that birth to five education as they proceed into pre-K and elementary and high school and on to college, of course. So how did the DECAL Scholars Program get started and how many people have participated in the program since its inception? So our program began over 20 years ago. So uh, DECAL at the time uh, liked the idea of the teach and the principles behind teach, but they wanted to have a more customized approach to the workforce in early education. And so because of that, scholarships was birthed or born. Um, And then Care Solutions uh, actually manages the projects. And what we do, we customize it for each individual person. Um, And we do educational counseling to just work with that individual to see what are their short-term or long-term goals as they're pursuing a credential or degree. If they want a CDA, we let them know that is the first step into early education and it sets the foundation of those 120 clock hour training and how we can support them in earning that credential. And in addition to that, we love for them to come back and earn their credentials such as in a TCC, which is a technical certificate of credit, all the way to the master's degree. And we uh, let them know and that we are here to support them and ways in which we can support them through the scholarship program by paying their assessment fee directly to the CDA council to paying 80% of their tuition and fees that aren't covered by Hope or Pell. And we do know college can be very expensive. So we wanna help 
and assist with lowering that cost of tuition and provide them with a stipend each semester that they're enrolled to help with, with the cost of going back and forth to campus for the books and things of that sort. So we're really excited about the, 20, the 20th anniversary and how we can recognize those that work in ECE uh, education and those professionals. Well, I can say as the dad to two daughters who have been in college, anytime I hear the words financial assistance, (laughs) my ears still perk up and they're not even in college uh, anymore. But um, this is great. Brandy, what's the amount of financial support given by DECAL to scholars uh, to date? So to date, we have um, provided financial support to close to 22,000 educators, early educators in Georgia. So if you look across all three of the programs, scholarships, incentives, and awards, that's over $47 million that has been distributed. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. So I'm no math genius, but we all know DECAL was created in 2004. So how are we celebrating the 20th anniversary of DECAL scholars this year? (laughs) Well, I, I actually, when I first came on board and was looking, we were looking at different things and I was um, looking into some information on decal scholars and I came across an original decal download that was done way back. And they, and in that um, they talked about it being the 20th anniversary. And I'm like, then we need to do something about that. So that's kind of, that's as close to the math as I can get for you (laughs) is looking at an old podcast and making the connection between the date it was recorded and they were talking about it. In a a few years before uh, DECAL Scholars, uh, Care Solutions had the contract. Um, For the uh, DECAL Scholars, it was with Gwinnett Tech for a few years. So that is uh, part of the, the, the history of it prior to the decal scholars portion. Okay. That math works out then. All right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So Barb, what does this kind of financial and educational support mean to our early care and education workforce? And, and do we assist them uh, with guidance to know, you know, what path is right for them? We do. Um, this, this program can be huge in helping them not only start their educational career, but actually in helping them finish it. Um, I was a former college professor and many times my students would come in and it was like that senior year and they're panicked. It's like, I'm running out of funds. Um, maybe they had transferred and taken courses and then changed their major or whatever. And they're like, I'm running out of money. And I always would say, where do you work? Have you heard about decal scholars? Um, You know, how long have you been at your employer? And they would, many times they would say, no, we're like one of the best kept secrets Mm -hmm. and we need to do more about that. Um, So I would always point them towards care solutions and say, you need to talk to these people. You need to talk to them. And they, you know, would talk to them and find out what they needed and would help them. And in many cases, we're able to provide that last final push to be able to help somebody finish their education, to stay in the field. And then not only would they finish their education, but they would find out about awards and incentives that would support them as they went for a higher credential and to reward them for staying in the field. Um, So those were great things, you know, just to help them understand that there is support for them to be in this field and to stay in this field. And then if we have new 
people coming in who aren't quite sure what they want. There's an educational counseling um, that provides guidance. Somebody wants to you know, work with young children and they want to be in birth to five, but they're not quite sure where they should start. So they can talk to um, Brandy's team over at Care Solutions and find out, you know, is a CDA right or should I start with a TCC? How should I, you know, move forward? I'm new to the state. I want, you know, I've got my CDA. I just got an email the other day. Someone's moving here from Illinois. They have a CDA and they had some questions and I sent them the link for the Decal Scholars website and said, you know, when you get here, if you want to move forward, you know, you're great with your CDA, but if you want to increase your education, here's the system that we have that can support you with that. Um, so it's, it's, they, they do a lot of great um, things to help them in all aspects of gaining additional education to help support them in their field. Mm-hmm. That's great to know. And if there's one thing we've learned in the pandemic, it's how important uh, early childhood education and care uh, really is to the entire state. And we can always use uh, new folks involved in the workforce. I think our 2016 economic impact study of early care and education in Georgia showed that early care and education provides more than 67,000 industry jobs uh, statewide. And, and Barb, in the past uh, four years, have we seen much change in that number? Yeah, I I, I reached out to, to get some more information and um, they told me there's a new study coming out. It's either going to be later this year or early next year. So there's going to be an updated one. But they found out during licensing visits, they've been seeing like a 15 to 20% drop mm. in the number of teachers Um during the pandemic from the pre-pandemic levels. So we do know that it's impacting staffing, um, but we don't know what it's gonna be long-term. So there, there has been a drop um, and we're seeing, you know, providers saying they're looking for staff and we're seeing staff saying they're trying to find jobs. So, you know, hopefully when we get this new data, we can kind of see what's going on and figure out what, what pockets are, you know, why are we seeing a, a gap in, in, you know, providers not finding and the workforce saying that they can't find. So right. it's going to be interesting to see what, what they do find out. Maybe another chance for us to connect the dots, bring people yeah. together. Exactly. So uh, Carrie, uh, the foundation will be a big part of this. How did the foundation get involved with Decal Scholars and the celebration of the anniversary? Well, um, you know, the foundation is here to support Decal. And, and one of the many ways that we are able to, um, to do that is, is recognizing and honoring our educators around the state. So we were really honored to be asked to, um, to help celebrate these hardworking teachers. I mean, you know, they're not only educating our youngest learners, but they're also continuing to broaden their own education at the same time. And really, that's a win-win for everybody because the quality of the education in the classroom is only increasing um, as they increase their own education levels. So we are excited to, um, to be part of the program. Uh, the foundation ra- raises private funds for, for this. Um, there will not be any public dollars used to, um, to support the program. Um, and we're just excited to, to be part of it. So Carrie, we're looking at awarding uh, two $1,500 scholarships, one to someone attending a four-year college and one to someone attending a technical college. What are the other qualifications for this? That's right. So um, the qualifications are, are pretty simple. 
We just we want them to be working in a licensed child care uh, center or a family child care learning home or even the exempt Head Start program or DOD program or Georgia's pre-K um, classroom. So they just need to be working at one of those for a minimum of uh, one year. Then you also need to be uh, or have attended a, um, a four-year college or a technical college for at least two years. Um, and that, that is a total. It does not have to be, we all know that sometimes you need to take a break in, um, in learning. So it can be one year and then a break, and then you start back up with your education the following year. Um, but we just want you to have a 3.0 GPA, and you also need to be participating in the scholarship program. Um, the great thing about it is that with the winners, each winner, which there'll be two, like you mentioned, they'll get $1,500 just for their personal use. And I, I know that, that it can go to their, to their school and their efforts with their learning, or it can um, go to help pay down some of the bills or, or just something nice for them because they deserve a break. Um, but we'll also uh, be re- they'll also be recognized uh, by Commissioner Jacobs and our governor, Governor Brian Kemp. Then the, the kids also get to be included in this too. They'll have a, um, a $500 classroom makeover. Um, so that will be exciting for the, for the children and for, and for the schools. So um, the last thing that we're going to let them do is, is, hey, you're probably already at a, using a membership program to one of our state or national early childhood educator associations. Um, so we want to go ahead and pay for two memberships of their choosing. Um, for, for them to continue on with their education. That's great. And uh, some breaking news. Our friend Coy Bowles is going to do a virtual classroom visit for both of our winners. That's uh, Coy's with the Zach Brown Band, of course, and probably one of the best ambassadors for early childhood education. He writes books. He's a renaissance man. He writes books. He sings. He plays guitar. Um, and just brings a world of energy into the classroom. They love him. He, you know, lets them pick out his wardrobe, his jacket, and uh, he's in his studio and he does a great job. I know kids will look forward to that. And he's a member of your board. That's correct. That's correct. Coy is, is so wonderful. You know, he has two young children of his own. He is living and breathing early childhood education day in and day out. Um, and his, like you said, the energy that he brings to the classrooms, he, he genuinely wants to be there. He thinks it's just as entertaining um, from, for him to be there than it is for the kids to see him playing the guitar, singing. Um, you know, it's poetry too. Songwriting is, is, is poetry and, and hearing those rhyming words and, and whatnot, they just get so excited. So yes, thanks to Coy Bowles of the Zach Brown Band. Part of the application process, uh, the teachers will need letters of recommendation from a professor, an employer, and a family. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. We'll have our application process or the application is going to be sent out. It's a fillable form. It's going to be very easy. It'll be, you'll, you'll collect the information needed and then you'll be sending it to decal scholars at decal.ga.gov. All of this information will be on decals uh, social media. will be on the foundation social media platforms. And we'll be also reaching out to our technical colleges and our institution of, of higher learning to, um, to, to really push this information out so that uh, the entire state can, can join in on this and we can um, have finalists from each region, but then ultimately choose two winners to represent the state for the 20th anniversary of the DECAL Scholars Program. 
and uh, remind us of the deadline. When will uh, when is the deadline, and then when will we announce our winners? We will um, we'll have a month for the application process to be out. So um, June fourteenth will be the deadline. We'll be releasing it today of the of the airing of of the decal download. And uh, yes, you'll have one one full month to get the application uh, into that email address. And um, we hope to have our winners announced by midsummer, so in July. Excellent. Similar to our pre-K teachers of the year, uh, will these winners represent DECAL in any way? Yes, we hope to have face-to-face face-to-face events when and uh, if it is safe. And I I see the light at the end of the tunnel, like most of us do at this point. Um, So we will have those uh, those events finalized here in, a, in the coming months. Um, but for the meantime, they're just going to be, uh, it, you know, hopefully we'll have them come to the Capitol, have them meet you, have them meet our governor and, and, and award them um, with, these, with these great prizes. This is great. I think it's a great way to, not only to recognize uh, some hardworking folks and to help them with the scholarships, but it also raises the public awareness of early childhood education and the importance uh, the important role that they play. Brandy, let's say someone is thinking about starting a career in early childhood education. Is it often someone who maybe enjoys caring for children, investing in children? Where do they start? What kinds of credentials and degrees you know, do they need? And is the child development associate credential the first step they'll, they'll take? Um, so yes, yeah, so the, the first step is, uh, and typically we get calls all the times or emails about I'm working in early education, I, I want to be a lead teacher or I have my CDA and the CDA is the best uh, first step in early childhood education and becoming a lead teacher in Georgia. And so the first step, of course, is to be working in the workforce um, directly with the children, uh, birth to five. And then we uh, provide the educational counseling. So we customize it for each individual person because we know that their needs are different. Um, We ask questions about what are their goals, um, what will work best for their learning styles, um, their work work home and school life balance potentially. And based on that, and we give them the uh, various types of credentials and degrees that can be earned. We provide them with all of the colleges and universities in Georgia that offer ECE degrees that we can support through our scholarship program. And then we follow up and touch bases with them. You know, what are your thoughts? Where are you? Um, we're, you know, we're looking for your application. This is where our application is located on our website, uh, decalscholars.com under scholarships. And, you know, the great thing about the scholarship program, too, is for those that are working with those um, infant and toddlers and they're looking to pursue and they know that, you know, I want to stay with these infant and toddlers and want to be a teacher in those classrooms. We offer um, scholarships that are specifically geared toward those teachers. And, and there are technical colleges that offer specialization in infant and toddler care. And then there's one college in Georgia that offers a BA that's consumer science, but it's specifically infant toddler education. And that is uh, Fort Valley State University. And then in addition, um, we want to also recognize those family providers too and understanding and knowing that, you know, they're their work hours are like six to six possibly. 
and trying to, you know, support them and what works best for their work, home and school life balance, whether it is online or um, face-to-face classes and what works with their learning styles too. We wanna work to support all of those. So what we do know is that the best first step is a CDA. And then um, if they're looking to, you know, once they have that CDA, a lot of them are like, okay, I wanna keep going. And we try to encourage them and, you know, touch bases with them. And we get calls all the time about, you know, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this and how impactful it is and going to college and getting those child development specialist types degrees or those bachelors in early childhood education. They're, they're linking the, the competencies of uh, education into their, real, their classrooms experiences that they're providing the children. So Barb, can a person work in the industry while either starting or continuing their education? They can. Um, in fact, if, they're, if they want to participate in Decal Scholars, they need to be employed in the industry in either a child care center. Um, it could be a family child care learning home licensed by Decal. It could be a DOD program, an exempt Head Start, a pre-K program. Um, they could be the assistant teacher. They need to work 25 hours or more a week in their role. If they're um, in a family child care, it should be 40 hours or more. And we know it would be more. Um, or the assistant director or director in one of these programs. Um, and there's a salary cap. They can't be earning more than $18.50 an hour in order to qualify. But the program, um, the educational counseling program, as Brandy mentioned, they know all the schools, they can point them, you know, if they're a family <laughs> provider, and they really want to uh, expand their education, but they can't close their business to go to court, you know, take classes during uh -huh. the day, um, they can guide them towards some of the online programs that a lot of the universities in the state are offering. So it is doable. Um, and as she mentioned, it's that whole work-life school type balance. Um, and that, that home life can be a challenge if you have children that are home um, as well. So they really, um, it, can, it can be done um, and there's a support system to help them do it. Now I'm hearing about something called CTAE, Early Childhood Care and Education Pathway. Tell us, tell us about that. That's a great question. So this is a program that's offered through the Georgia Department of Education that allows students to take courses and gain their classroom experience to get ready for a career in early childhood um, while they're in high school. So these are high school students that are taking these courses and when they graduate, they would be able to, you know, continue on, move into a tech school, um, and they'd be able to work with the Decal Scholars Program to help them finance their education as they continue on. Um, and there's a new um, there's a new CDA program that's kind of strengthened that has a whole new high school curriculum that they just rolled out with about a month ago. And so that's on on my list to look at to see how maybe this might play a role as well. But it's a great, you know, for those that are in high school that are looking for something, they can gain some experience and then it helps just kind of lead them right in. Mm. I think that's a great opportunity for them and particularly to plug into that love and enthusiasm for children early on and encourage them, even if they're thinking maybe college is not for me or the next step. I, I don't know if I can make it to a technical school. It's so encouraging at that early age. 
So what about the person already working in early childhood education? What is the incentives program and how does it work? So the um, incentive program is basically a program to reward the teachers for their continual um, work or directors or owners, but an ECE professional for their continued work in a particular program. So this is a program to reward them for continuing to stay in their current uh, ECE uh, classroom or facility setting. Now for the incentive program, there are of course like requirements um, for the person that is applying for the incentive program. The incentive program, you have to have earned a credential or degree within the past five years and be currently employed with your current employer at least a year. And in order to continue to receive those payments, um, and it's very important, you know, we want to, stre we want to uh, stress the factor of how important it is for that continuity of care in those classrooms, in those centers, or in those facilities, or those learning homes um, with the children, and how impactful it is for them to be directly or indirectly uh, providing care for those children. So say, for example, I have my CDA. And so that is one of two payments of $250. So that's one payment every six months. And in addition to that, we provide, say for example, you um, a particular person has a bachelor's degree that is in birth to five, which is great, which we know there are some colleges that do offer a birth to five degree. Then that's one of four payments of $1,150. And so that's one payment every six months over the course of two years for their continual employment. And we always get aha moments because we have some we have some that are um, that have completed their CDA and they're in a technical certificate or credit scholarship program. And they are just the aha goes off when we explain to them, yes, you can participate in our scholarship programs as you're earning your TCC. Yes, we can provide you with incentives. And yes, we can give you that salary, that one-time salary bonus of the awards for early educators. So it's just like, I can do all three. Absolutely, you can. And Brandy, let me make sure I'm hearing this right because I want folks to, to really underline this. We're mm -hmm. offering scholarships from your CDA application fee um, for high school students, really all the way up through you know, continuing education. Uh, is, is that correct? That is correct. So we offer scholarships from the CDA application fee to a master's degree that is specific in early childhood education. Wow, that's terrific. And then of course, the incentives and the awards program too for awarding them for earning these credentials and these degrees. And at each level that they earn these credentials and degrees, like their amounts that we send directly to the individual, it increases. Like for the awards program, if they have their CDA, that's a single payment of $1,200. If their CDA is specific in infant toddler, that's a single payment of $1,300. And if they want to continue on for their TCC, um, it's a single payment of $1,300 for the awards program. And then they're earning the incentives as well, like for the TCC, one of four payments of $375. And then in addition, if they're still in college and they want to pursue their associate's degree, we will cover them for that as well and pay 80% of their tuition and fees that aren't covered by Hope or Pell or any um, state or federal grants that are available to them. And um, what we also too want to um, 
want to uh, let others know too, because there are some where financial aid covers all of their tuition and fees, but we want to let them know that we can still support them through a stipend through the scholarship program, because we do know we want to help with the cost of college and you know, books can be expensive or if they're doing something online and having to have an ebook or gas to get back and forth or to go to their practicum and things of that sort. We want to work toward lightening that load for them. And for more information, just call Brandy Swain directly because she's basically got all of that in her head. That was she's impressive, Brandy. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to ask a question about uh, the new supports that have been added to Decal Scholars recently. So, yes. So one of the new supports that we've added to Decal Scholars is, as we mentioned earlier, the CTAE scholarship program that's geared toward those high school students. In addition, we've added the infant toddler scholarship. And um, so for the infant toddler scholarship, it is geared toward those, as just it says, that are pursuing a credential or degree that is specific to infant and toddler, and their stipends are more. Um, their stipends uh, for the scholarship program are anywhere from two pay, um, each semester um, a, for one to three credit hours, $250 to $500 for four or more credit hours. Of course, they have to maintain a GPA as you know, as we celebrate the 20th anniversary, that 3.0 GPA, our program, you have to have it, a GPA, a certain GPA um, in order to uh, continue in our program. And for the infant toddler uh, scholarship, the stipend is uh, one to three credit hours. It is $500 for more credit hours. It is uh, $1,000. I think that's correct. Yes. All right. And then we have the Family Child Care Learning Home Scholarship Program, and that's geared specifically toward those family providers, and their stipends are actually tripled for family providers that we offer specifically for them. In addition to those uh, scholarship programs, we also have the Awards LEAD Program, and the Award LEADS Program are for those that are uh, work possibly indirectly with um, within a childcare setting, and they can uh, be a designated coach or become a professional learning facilitator. And that can be completed. The uh, courses and the training can be completed directly at DECAL, um, where they earn this uh, through transformative um, training and completing um, hours within the community. And this is for those that are maybe directors or owners or coaches or trainers can um, obtain an awards lead uh, credential, and they can also help and support the ECE professional and the workforce as well. So if I'm hearing this correctly, if you are in any way interested in early childhood education and you want to get into this industry, two words, decal scholars. <laughs> you want to know these folks. They want to help you. And I wouldn't even consider making this journey without them. So um, you can find them at decalscholars.com or call 800-227-3410. That's 800-227-3410 for Decal Scholars. And Carrie, one more time on our 20th anniversary of Decal Scholars and our Scholars of the Year. Applications begin when? They begin today. We will have, uh, if you go to DECAL's uh, Facebook page or Instagram, we will have it there. We will have it on DECAL's website. 
as well as the foundation's website. Um, but you can go to gaearlyed.org or decal.ga.gov. Uh, again, we will, they'll be released today and the deadline for the applications will be June the 14th. Great. We hope everybody gets involved. This has been very enlightening and I certainly hope uh, folks spread the word. If you're listening to the podcast and you know someone in early childhood education, do them a huge favor. Copy the link, put it into an email, forward it to them, let them know about decal scholars, uh, even if they're just getting started, even if they're in high school. Uh, they need to know about the, the program. That's great. Brandy, Barb, Carrie, thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks Thank for, having, for us. having us. And now a decal download extra. The Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning has announced the six finalists for 2021-2022 Georgia's pre-K program, Teachers of the Year representing high-quality early childhood education programs in Austell, Cordell, Houston, Lilburn, Norcross, and Perry. And Megan McNeil is our summer transition and outreach manager for Georgia's pre-K program. She joins us to talk about uh, the special recognition that happened last week. Megan, welcome back to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So the surprise announcements were made just last week. Who are our finalists for 2021-2022? Yes, and I'm so excited to share who they are. So we have Marie Seabod from Kitty Cottage Academy, Shelly Hoster from First Creative Learning Academy Number 2, Teresa Swain from West Jackson Elementary School, Lenita Carey from Jackson Creek Academy, Stephanie Currington from Kings Chapel Elementary, and Lisa West from Crisp County Pre-K. Some great candidates this year. Well, they really are. And I appreciated you inviting me to sit in on the Zoom calls we did again this year with the pandemic and the public health emergency uh, still in mind, safety in mind. We really miss going out to the schools with Callie and uh, a lot of celebrating and some of our decal board members and the commissioner and everybody else. Uh, but we felt like it was safest to go with Zoom calls again this year. But I got to tell you, you guys can really pull off some surprise <laughs> Zoom calls. I mean, basically, tell us how that works. Like, do they set up a, a Zoom call with their pre-K specialist? So yeah, it's um, it's been actually it's our second year doing it. So we had to figure it out last year. So I had kind of a first year to go from um, to make it even better this year. But um, we did have the pre-K specialist um, act like they were setting up a end of the year school visit with them. So we were a little devious in our plan to get that teacher on um, at the same time as everybody else. But we did it last year and it worked well. So we continued with that this year. So. We set it up on our end with the school and got the project director involved. And then they sent the Zoom link out to all the families and the folks at the schools. And then the pre-K specialist sent that same Zoom link to the teacher. Um, and then she she thought she was getting on a call with just her pre-K specialist when in fact there was, um, I mean, sometimes we had like up to 30 people on a call. So, <laughs> so a little surprising when they came on. We're expecting to be with one person and we're with a bunch of people from decal. Yeah, if you can picture, you know, your average Zoom call for work or something or, a, you know, a, some type of organization that you might be involved with and picture, you know, 20 to 30 pictures, <laughs> uh, little screens on, on your screen. 
that's kind of what they were looking at. And like you right. say, that there were a lot of folks, they had no idea who we were. It was, who's that guy? And, and to watch their like expressions when they got on, because they, they really didn't know what was going on. Right. So, um, and, and really up until they actually were told by the commissioner that they had um, been announced as a finalist, um, that they were in shock and surprise. And that was so exciting to see, because I really, truly feel like they had no idea that it was coming. We had a lot of tears <laughs> yeah. on their end and on our end. I can see a lot of our staff wiping their eyes, just um, very surprised, uh, very thankful for uh, for the nominations. And they were just, it was great to be a part of the calls, yeah, as always. <laughs> it really was amazing. And, and their reaction, having their family on there. I think uh, the only thing I would do different next year is find a way for us to record them and uh, and put together a little montage or something of everybody hearing it for the first time because there were, there were two times that they got excited. One when the commissioner said, "We're not here for you know your pre-K specialist check-in. We're <laughs> we're here to tell you you're a finalist for Georgia's pre-K teachers of the year." And they would just you know go nuts. And then when Carrie Ashby from the Georgia Foundation for Early Care and Learning told them that they were getting $500. That yes. was another highlight. Just for um, themselves to use. Yes, yeah. that was great. <laughs> so, and it, it is, it's, it was different. Obviously, like you said, we enjoy going out. Um, we usually go to the school. So it's usually set up and we have, you know, hope that that teacher doesn't call in sick that day. We have been so fortunate in all the years we've been doing this that nobody has called out sick on a day that we've set up either to go to their school and do the visits or through the Zoom visits. So thankfully that's all worked out. But um, it, it was great to do it through Zoom. I sure hope that next year we're back in person making the visits because it really is just a little bit better to have us all in the building, walking into the room, surprising them. So again, we, we do the best that we can right now, but I hope next year we're back to more of a normal visit. Right. I started to say going to the trouble of being there in person, but it's no trouble at all. No. It's actually very inspiring. And yeah. uh, also to be with the kids in the yes. classroom right. uh, is always such an inspiration for the work that we do, you know, day in and, and day out. But Megan and her team, they really do a great job of kind of lining this whole thing up. We have six finalists, as you heard. And so there are I think it broke down three calls on like a Wednesday afternoon and then another three Zoom calls on Thursday. Yes. And then we were ready to announce it uh, uh, for all of the winners, um, all the finalists around noon on yeah. Thursday. So um, so walk us through this. Each finalist received $500 from the Georgia Foundation for Early Care and Learning. That's after their applications were reviewed and scored by a panel of impartial judges. You also had some great news for each finalist, and that was you don't have to do anything else for now. What, <laughs> right, what are the next steps? Right. Because <laughs> I think they're all like, oh gosh, it's the end of the school year. What else am I going to have to do? I've got to wrap up my school year. So yeah, we're able to um, send them a check through the mail. We also send them a few other little goodies um, from the foundation, which is great. So they'll be receiving that hopefully this week or early next week. Um, and then when they come back to school in August, um, they will have some components that they have to do. One is they will hopefully be coming to the Atlanta office for a face-to-face -face interview, but if not, it will be virtual again. We also have a classroom observation component and then a small group videoing component. So the three components are again scored um, individually. They're all weighted differently. And then we um, come up with our winners based on those three components. So we will have one winner for the private childcare center, one winner for the public schools, which hopefully will be announced at the end of September. 
That's great. And they receive a $3,000 check for themselves, $2,000 for a classroom makeover and supplies, and then $2,500 to cover out of the classroom cost while the teachers are away, because we're hoping, hoping against hope that they get to go back out like so many of the previous pre-K teachers of the year and represent TCAL and Georgia's pre-K program in various functions around the state. Yeah. And that's our hope next year. And we did, we did the best we could this year with our two winners that we had and they were involved in a lot, um, but it was all virtual. So Mm. hopefully next year we'll be able to get our teachers of the year winners back into doing more um, face-to-face. We, Carrie and I actually went out this year. um, We got approval to go to the schools um, masked up. We had them outside, but we wanted to be able to present the winners at least with their check from us in person. So we were able to do that. Um, but again, had to go back to virtual for the announcements, but hopefully back to face-to-face to bring out those checks in September. Right. Um, and it's interesting when I was involved with the Zoom calls, each teacher has been doing this for a while now. And um, each of them sort of had their own unique approach and you could tell just their passion for children um, you know, their just energy around teaching children and, and building this base, this foundation for the remainder of their educational journey. You got some tough competition this year among we these. We do. Sets. And um, I actually added it up because I was so surprised at how long each of these teachers had been teaching in Georgia's pre K. The minimum is at least three years to apply. But um, I totaled it up and we're at 95 years of experience combined. Wow. <laughs> That's- yeah. Among six. So we have one that's been teaching 29 years in Georgia's pre-K since the wow. beginning. Pretty sure she was in one of the pilot classes that we had. So um, anyway, just, yeah, we have a, a tough a tough squad and a lot of competition, but that makes it more fun. I mean, they're all good teachers. And like any of our past years, we never kind of let them go. I'm always inviting them back. So even our past finalists, we invite back to participate in different things with us. We're always asking them for input, advice asking them to help us with videotaping and different things. So we still try to um, involve all of our teacher of the year finalists and winners for all of our past years. So that's the good thing is we're using all that uh, experience and expertise and what we need. Yeah. Well, you've got, uh, you did a great job and it's hard to believe that, you know, you have to kind of stay on top of this thing. We barely welcome our new pre-K teachers of the year before it's time to at least put applications out for the next group. And um, I, I did uh, have uh, some uh, uh, communication with Heather Melillo uh, the other day, who was sending in some photos for us to post on social media. And I said, do you feel them breathing down your neck? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, my gosh, you know, there are a lot of people out there talking about it. Um, but um, it's an exciting time. Uh, this school year, approximately 66,000 four-year-olds attended Georgia's pre-K program either in person, virtually, or through a hybrid model. The Voluntary Lottery-Funded Pre-K Program has been recognized as one of the top programs in the nation based on quality standards, teacher qualifications, and enrollment. And, of course, Georgia's Pre-K is universal, meaning that any age-eligible child residing in Georgia may attend the program regardless of family income. And we've really become a model for providing uh, pre-K. There's a lot of talk right now about pre-K, uh, and the importance of it uh, all across the country. And we really feel like Georgia is a leading example of uh, of how to do it right. Right. And um, and really this summer, too, with um, our summer transition program, which I also oversee, is going to be extremely helpful for some of those 
children who were in Georgia's pre-K this year who might need additional support, children who didn't get to go to face-to-face instruction. Um, We've expanded our summer transition programs to help serve more students this summer before they go to kindergarten. So um, that's exciting for us as well to be able to help those children be ready for kindergarten um, because maybe they didn't get the true uh, pre-K experience that they would have in a different school year. So, and then we also have a lot of kids that didn't go to pre-K this year, but are still going to kindergarten. So this is also a nice um, opportunity for them to have a six week jump start before they go to kindergarten. So I think um, we're doing the best that we can do to help all of our students who are eligible for pre-K to be ready to go to the next level. Yeah. Virtual learning is always tough, I think, for all students, but uh, particularly the little ones. It's not the best scenario, Uh, but sometimes it's the only choice. And I know people have used that um, based on their circumstances, you know, in their local classroom. The teachers really did an outstanding job this year, too. Um, Some of the calls I had gotten to be on and watching some of the instruction that happened during pre-K week, we had people who did virtual visits with our virtual classrooms. And it you just wouldn't even, you know, know our teachers just don't miss a beat. Harder for them um, and harder to get kids involved, but they did the best that they could do. So again, hoping everybody's back to more of a normal year next year for yeah, everybody's sake. A couple of the finalists actually said when it all came down last March that they had never taught virtually so it was a first for many of them, despite mm-hmm. years of experience in the program. And it is different. Uh, there's no question about it. It's different just to hold a, a meeting, you know, in a uh, corporate or state agency environment, much less trying to teach four-year-old children. And I'm thinking about some of these teachers who have been teaching for 10, 15, 20, 30 almost years in, you know, in a virtual or in a face-to-face setting who then quickly had to switch to virtual. That was, I'm sure, very tough. So again, they're, they're outstanding. I'm excited about the finalists that we have. Um, I can't wait to really get to know them, which I get to do that a little bit more in the fall when we get back to school. Um, But I'm really looking forward to working with all them and having some good teacher of the year winners for next year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, congratulations to everyone. We are so proud of you soak this in as megan said that's all you have to do your instructions are just to soak it in and enjoy the moment we know there are a lot of end of year celebrations going on out there now uh, across all of our programs with school coming to an end cranking up summer transition here in just a little while and then we'll be back in the fall and we'll choose our winner for a public school and a private child care program megan great job and uh, looking forward to meeting the winners All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Now your questions from the water cooler. Hi, this is Catherine Broussard, and I work for the Child Care Services Division in Atlanta, Georgia. My question for Commissioner Jacobs is, have you gotten your COVID vaccine? And how do you feel about DECAL bouncing back from the pandemic overall? Uh, Well, hello, Catherine. Uh, Yes, I have gotten both doses of my vaccine, so I am fully vaccinated. Uh, I will be completely transparent. That second shot uh, definitely put me out for about a day, uh, but nothing that uh, wasn't worth it, in my opinion. I recovered pretty quickly um, after a day of rest, so thankfully that was on a Saturday. My husband's vaccinated, my parents are vaccinated, my in-laws are vaccinated, and uh, my 12-year-old son, I just heard that the FDA and I think the CDC will approve soon the vaccination for 12 to 15-year-olds, and so we will get him vaccinated. So I encourage everyone to get vaccinated. It's easy to find one these days. You don't have to call 
um, any numbers and hundreds of times like I did uh, at the beginning to try to get my parents a vaccine. So yes. And, you know, I always push, you get the free Krispy Kreme donut, if you show your <laughs> vaccine card. So if nothing else, it's worth it for that, in my opinion. Um, as far as decal bouncing back from the pandemic, you know, I don't think we ever, we didn't miss a beat during the pandemic. We really stepped up to the plate. Uh, we're very innovative in making sure that we continue to uh, meet the needs of our customers, our childcare programs and our families. And so, you know, I think we've learned a lot uh, that we can definitely do differently as things return to the new normal and more efficiently using technology um, and just the working from home component. I know, you know, about half of our staff already are home based because they're visiting child care programs throughout the state. But half of our, our staff, including myself, you know, are based in our offices in Atlanta. And we've really learned uh, how to do Zoom and team meetings very effectively um, it's funny, I have to look back on those very first days, and Reg, you'll remember this, when the executive team was in a room, I mean, 12 hours a day, no social distancing, no, no. mass. <laughs> but I remember Dennis Bryce, our CEO, was like, you know, there's this thing called Skype. And we were all like, what? What's <laughs> Skype? And, you know, he showed us how to use it. And we just thought it was so cool. We could see each other on camera. Uh, and so it's just weird to think a year ago, that was like new technology to us at Decal. And I think to really many people, and now we use it every day. And um, while I will say it is not the same as being in person, I do think there's huge benefit and value to meeting in person and um, uh, for sure. But I think the use of Teams and Zoom um, is a great benefit to all of us, since, especially since we're located all over the state. We might get to know a lot of our decal folks that we don't get to see on a regular basis. Uh, we can see them face to face now through Zoom or Teams. Yeah. And if they just can't make it for whatever reason, whether it's weather related or uh, just their schedule for the day, they can still, um, you know, join the meeting. That's right. It's great benefit. Big thanks to all of our sponsors in the decal download quiz. You could win a prize from Chick-fil-A, Children's Museum of Atlanta, College Football Hall of Fame, the Gwinnett Stripers, the School Box, Stars and Strikes, Stone Mountain Park, the Roof and Skyline Park at Pont City Market, or Wild Adventures Theme park this is the way it works we'll draw one name from all the correct answers received email your response to decal download at decal.ga.gov here's the question which anniversary is this for the decal scholars program which anniversary is this for the decal scholars program answer that question at decal download at decal.ga.gov we'll pull one name and award a nice prize. Thanks for playing and good luck. Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.